Hello everybody, Kyle here. Happy October and happy spooky season. I wanted to drop by and let you guys know of a new project I've been working on very hard for the last couple months. Myself and my friend Pagan have been working on launching a whole new podcast, which is come to some really great success. We just completed an amazing interview with Katie Webb, who is on six seasons of Haunt Me. She was part of the Phenomenicon conference and many, many more spooky endeavors. She actually came on and shared with us stories of a Bigfoot encounter, some ghosts slash extraterrestrials and more. And this is someone I just have an immense amount of faith in. So when she's telling us these stories, I'm really prone to believing her. If you guys would like to check this out, open your podcast player and go to Chaos and Shadow. That is how you can subscribe. Of course, you can check out all the links below. We've been doing an amazing Patreon account that is pumping out content four times a week, and half of that is free. So if you'd like to check that one out, go to patreon.com forward slash chaos and shadow. But this has been such an amazing endeavor, and I can't wait to share it all with you. I hope we get some listeners over there from this crew because you guys are just absolutely amazing. My life has taken me in a different direction from Twitch as of late, hence why we haven't been updating this. I have downplayed Twitch quite a bit, and in fact, we're only doing it about two to three times a week. But when we are, we're now recording the new Chaos and Shadow podcast, we just launched some amazing witchy workshops where we created sigils. We've got some new candle magic ones coming up. So if you guys are interested in exploring the occult, the paranormal, extraterrestrials, anything in between, come over and take a listen. It is a very, very fun show. And it's been so cool to, to, to meet so many amazing figures in the, the paranormal community, people that are on these amazing TV shows for years and Pagan and I have looked up to and we're now getting to actually interview them. It is super freaking cool. If you guys would like to pop into the Discord, it is now discord.gg forward slash paranormal. Nice and easy. So thank you to everyone that's stayed subscribed on this feed. That means a lot to me personally. Uh, there is a good chance that Path the Partner could resurrect itself in some way. I, uh, I could definitely see that in the future. So stay tuned. Also, one last thing I guess I'll say on top of the podcast, on top of the Patreon, uh, would that lastly be the website. Go over to chaosandshadow.com. Tons of cool stuff. And if you yourself have a paranormal story, you can submit it at the very bottom of the page. But uh, a lot, a lot of free stuff for people out there to enjoy. I know that content is pretty hindered this October, especially, you know, seeing as most of these investigative crews haven't been able to film. It sounds like it's going to be a rough year for that. So I'm just glad that we can step in and in some way shine a light into a community that, again, just is going to be a little, little smaller. Uh, we're, we're, we're working with some other content creators to do a talk show actually on Saturdays. That is still in the works, but I'm hoping to kick it off in the next week or two here. It's going to be paranormal folks coming by, telling us what they've been working on, investigations, sharing any of their books or any anything they've produced lately. If anyone out in our audience has paranormal experiences, please do use that link to get in touch, the chaosandshadow.com one. Uh, we would love to hear from you if you maybe want to come on and tell your story. That is a possibility. Again, still very much in the works, but we would love to invite other people on board. So if any of you listeners out there, any streamers, any podcasters, any YouTubers, you guys are welcome to get in, in touch and uh, try and get you on. I, I just love that. So go listen, go enjoy. And uh, you're going to have that interview right here, right now at the very end of this. Katie Webb, I will now pass it to Kyle from the past. Thank you all.
Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Chaos and Shadow. My name is Kyle. I'm joined here by my co-host, as always, Pagan. But this time, we are joined by a very special guest, Katie Webb. She is known for six seasons of Haunt Me and was brought to our attention and into our lives a little over a week ago after she gave a fantastic presentation called The Tarot is Such a Tool using tarot to strengthen your intuition. And that took place at Greg and Dana Newkirk's Phenomenacon. Katie Webb, welcome aboard. Hey. <laughs> this is something we are just so excited to to talk about. You are a, a self-described witch. I mentioned a little in there, you talked heavily about tarot. We just immediately clicked with your energy and Pagan and I just want to dive in and Pick your brain in any way that feels comfortable and whatever comes to mind. This is all kind of that good energy here where we're so open-minded to the paranormal. We, we like it when people share that. So do you want to tell us a little bit about your background, how you got into this? What, what brings you up to where you are now? Sure. It was working at one of the local record stores and um, I was working with Ashley Brooks, who is the creator of Haunt Me, who no longer is doing it, but was the original like creator of the series. And she knew I was a witch and she was just kind of like, do you want to go ghost hunting and be on this show? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, prior to that, I only had ever investigated one location and that was in Farmington, Maine. And I was in college uh, at farming in Farmington, University of Maine, Farmington. And my friends and I went to this like abandoned farmhouse and, uh, I got my first piece of paranormal evidence. Um, I got, I took a picture of my friend in front of this like brambly bush and there was like a girl in the bush when we developed the picture. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, you know, it was like kind of a no brainer for me when Ashley asked me, cause it was like, do I want to go on adventures and like look for more ghosts? Like, duh. duh. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that's basically where I got my start. It was just like, you know, the breeze of destiny swooped in. It was just like, come with me. And I said, okay. <laughs> I think that's the right way to go would, with it. It just touches that people like that. That is a great like way that. to go with it. I would <laughs> say that's also very hellier style with that kind of synchronicity of just it drops in your lap and there it is. And now you're invested. Fully invested. It changed my life completely. <laughs> yeah. Let, let's just say right before we hit record, we were all fanboying and fangirling here about hellier and, and synchronicities. How, <laughs> how much of an yes. impact that's, I think, made on all of our lives. Um, do you yeah. want to kind of talk, I mean, we're, we're going to keep this very, very Katie-centric, but you were, you were talking about the New Kirks earlier. You, I, I even remember in your presentation, you had talked about doing, I think it was a ritual with them, which we may want to get into a little bit later here. But do you want to talk about how, <laughs> how maybe they've influenced your style of investigating at all or vice versa? Um, I think it's like a little bit of both. Um, I met the Newkirks pretty early on into my paranormal career. Um, another like destiny kind of a thing. We were, we were actually investigating a Dybbuk box and um, Ty Gowan had already met the Newkirks and he knew that they were sort of like the ones that were not necessarily specializing in haunted objects. Cause how can you, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? But like, they were the ones that were, doing like the real like work with 
haunted objects. So we knew we needed their expertise, like their input on this box. Um, and if you've seen any of their presentations, you know, like mm -hmm. <laughs> where that went. Oh, <laughs> oh um, yes. <laughs> but that is how I met them. Um, and they liked to haunt me and I, you know, they were doing like a lot of weak and weird articles and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And they came up here to meet us and it just like clicked. Like we were all just like, it just we're, we're like on the same level. It was like friends. We like thought the same way about investigating and, you know, they approached us with different rituals and we approached them with different, well, I approached them with different rituals and it was just like, it just fed off of each other. It was really nice. <laughs> I love That's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. It was really like kismet and really just like, because, you know, if you've been a member of the museum, you know how secretive Greg mm -hmm. Newkirk is. He will not tell you anything until it's the right, most perfect time. So he never, ever told us any of rituals they, like, planned to do with us or anything like that. So it was very much like we were working on our own. But when it came, but when we came together, we were, like, you know, in the same frame of mind. We were on the same, like, wavelength. And it just worked every time, even though... We didn't communicate about it. Sorry, everybody. We had a minor interruption there. I was just about to ask Katie what it's like bringing in divination style like tarot or other means uh, into those investigations where I guess nowadays it feels like we're very technology driven. We're very, very hard evidence, hard sciences. But I think this brings something more to the table or just something very, very different that I don't think we should exclude. So what's that experience been like for you? Tarot is like my absolute favorite investigation tool. It works all the time. You just have to be a little fluid with how you make it work. Like it's not always, you can't always go in and expecting to use your cards the same way in, in every investigation. But it like if you can figure out how to how like the energy is working with you and how you're vibing with the place like i always get results with my tarot cards it's like the best tool and i think that what's difficult with tarot is that it's such a personal experience so especially when you're like filming a tv show and you're you know creating content for an audience you really want the evidence that they can see that they can experience mm -hmm. um right because like otherwise you're just like believe me trust me i swear <laughs> like right <laughs> I, I swear i did a good job <laughs> and tarot always kind of like felt a little bit like that with me but i think if as if you watch certain episodes of haunt me you like really see how useful it is so for example um the episode where we go to Seguin Island, we are in a lighthouse mm -hmm. and we were kind of struggling. Like it was really foggy that day and the weather was just like peak, like the lighthouse horror movie weather, like oh. foggy. Oh, the fog. It was, yeah. <laughs> like that movie was really triggering for me because I like literally lived it. I slept over in that lighthouse and everything. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> but, um, with oh, the bear, so like awesome. the, the same exact weather. Like during the day it was beautiful, but then all of a sudden this just like fog came in. And so we're trying to investigate and we've got this fog horn 
and we're just kind of like struggling where it's like wet and we're just not like getting much evidence. And so I bust out my tarot cards and my tarot cards start telling the story of this couple that once lived in the lighthouse. And um, it's sort of what made that lighthouse famous. The story is this guy, like his wife, he gets his wife a piano. I think she starts off painting and then she kind of gets bored painting and he gets her a piano, but she only ends up with one sheet of music. So she plays the same song over and over again. And, you know, he like takes an ax to the piano and her, that's like the leg. That's the legend. Oh <laughs> you know, goodness. I don't know how much truth there is to that, but they do have some like newspaper clippings hanging up inside that lighthouse if you ever go there. But um, it is kind of like legendy, you know. Oh wow! <laughs> but my tarot cards, like, yeah, they started like kind of telling that story. You know, the, I remember the very first card I pulled was the lovers, and so that was like mm-hmm. what kind of like set me on that path, you know. And then I don't remember the cards now, but you can see it in the episode. And from that moment on is when we started getting the evidence with the like sciencey technology kind of stuff that you can see and give v- viewers that like experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think like in that moment, giving the energy of the room itself a tarot reading developed this kind of trust. It wasn't like we weren't asking them to perform for us. We were kind of like sympathizing and showing that we were here to like listen like this is what I know like what else can you tell me you know yeah you were there to tell your their story and it happened to work out that you were able to use tarot for it yes yep and then later on that night we end up using the tarot in like a game sort of way I like laid out the cards just like and I was just like come pick a card let me you know read your tarot and they like a card pops up so, oh, wow. <laughs> so that's fun, right? Like, yeah, that's like the evidence that everyone wants to see. Wow. Um, and so tarot can do that too. <laughs> that is amazing. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, especially like um, there's an episode where I kind of do the exact same thing um, in Parsons Field Seminary, which was a school. And so I kind of like thought in a more like, how do you hang out with kids kind of a thing? And I was like, let's play with my cards, you know? And so I wasn't giving the kids a tarot reading because they don't care. I was like playing with them like it was a parlor trick, you know? Oh, and in that I instance- I actually remember that episode. I watched that yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah and they, they move the cards in that episode too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, um, and then the very first time I went to Parsons Field Seminary, I um, had this candle holder and it had a pentagram on it and it was snapped in half by something, um, which was funny. Um, and so I think that (laughs) just bringing that up is like, sometimes like people have like, uh, an aversion to the tarot and occult practices. Mm -hmm. So if you're, so if you're investigating solely to get evidence, that's like another way you know, p- pissing them off, right? <laughs> That's <laughs> another <them>. way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not like mean. It's, you know, just the clashing of ideals and <laughs> wow. it does give you some evidence. <laughs> yeah. I, I love that. I didn't even, P- Pagan and I had, had covered that briefly in something we did, the mm-hmm. seminary, um, and without even really connecting all those dots. That's just funny how that fell in into fruition here i didn't connect that sooner uh looking back at that episode i'm like of course that was haunt me so that's crazy (laughs) wow yeah that was a very cool place to learn about that was fascinating 
Yeah, that place is great. I think they're pretty friendly to ghost hunters, too. So if people are looking for places to investigate, I think um, they're always looking for, you know, monetary donations. I don't think that's too expensive either. No, they seem like a very nice group that was that was running. Super nice. Super nice. Super, super sweet. Well, so I guess to give we've been talking about this throughout, and I think that's just the undercurrent of us all being in the same room together. But some background for folks. We've talked about Phenomenacon and it was for at least Pagan and I in the audience, and I'm assuming for for you presenting and everything, it was a culmination of minds. People that like we just talked about, they transcend just one type of investigative style. They transcend just being interested in UFOs or just ghosts or anything like that. And I, it was really, it felt mirrored in the talk that you had given that day, which honestly feels like it was needed. You talked about uh, confronting racism systemically, how it's part of all of our boxes in all of our life. And I, I guess with this, kind of just wanted to talk about connecting with that kind of bigger entities or or just building those bridges of connectivity, period. You just spoke about how you could kind of provoke, but I don't know, how, how does that kind of maybe being tapped into tarot divination or just your communication with tons of people and their energies, how does that kind of influence your investigations? Does it give you like a larger lexicon maybe to pull from? 100%. Um, because... An investigation can be so many things. Um, <clears throat> I'll keep going back to haunt me because it's kind of fun that everyone can have visual evidence of what I'm talking about. But mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. episode with Greg and Dana at um, Fort Knox, the, se- the second Fort Knox episode, um, I do, you know, a massive ritual and we end up talking to something that the ritual provoked, but we also ended up speaking with a person that had recently jumped off of a bridge um, next to the, the what is, am I trying to say, the fort. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and we got him on a recorder talking about how he was going to jump. And um, later on that night, the people that run the fort told us that, you know, somebody had just jumped off the bridge the week before we were there. Wow. Um, and so, you know, my ritual was not connecting, was honestly, I'm very much more interested in non-human entities. I'm much more interested in um, finding new legends and new ghost stories rather than, mm-hmm. um, you know, kind of mm-hmm. corroborating history, which I know ghost hunting really can. And it's really interesting in how we can connect it with history. But that's just personally not my, um, you know. My wave I'm on. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Um, But it's also really important that when you have like a human, like talking to you, (laughs) that you can like realize like, okay, this is a different situation. Let's like change gears for a second and talk to this person. And, you know, when you're talking to people, it's really important to understand and believe them, right? Like Mm -hmm. how, so you know, it ties in with just everybody's life stories. Like, you know, if I had some kind of a bias on suicide, right? Like people do, that's a thing. Like mm-hmm. you kill yourself and you're not going here or there or your family is shamed or whatever, you know, people have those biases. And, you know, if I did this 
spirit might not have felt comfortable in reaching out to us. Um, and we know that it, and what's in, really interesting also is that it was a week's time in between the passing of this person and this evidence that we got that they were speaking oh, to wow. us. Right. And like, we always get these like really old ghosts. Right. And like, I don't know if you've ever seen that meme, but it's like a picture of Michael Scott and someone being like, I want a ghost to finally walk into a house and be like, it's Britney, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Like, why are they all old ghosts? Well, this wasn't this ghost had passed a week prior. Um, And so that's just something interesting in the parapsychology lexicon and scope and umbrella of what we're doing and what we're speaking with and you know how much respect we must have for humankind um on all fronts if we want to further this study absolutely Um, you know absolutely the one thing that um you touched a little bit on is connecting with the up oh yeah our listeners more about the up Sure. That's from the same investigation. So, um, I, so throughout my, uh, ghost hunting experiences, um, I've had some pretty interesting like evidence come up and I'm very, I don't know. I'm set on thinking that the way we interact with our environment and with one another here on this plane or however you think of it affects any kind of spirit realm. Sorry for all these. good. If you can hear them, I live in a busy intersection near a hospital and a fire station. So perfect place <laughs> for recording. Good. Yeah, yeah, might not be the last of all. The please do not worry. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I feel like you know the energy that we put off here, whether mm-hmm. that be how we interact with one another. Um, on a day-to-day basis and just over the scope of time and the way that we interact with nature and the planet and all of its bugs and animals creates this, you know, it affects other spirit realms. It It affects anything else that interacts with this energy. And we know that weird things interact with this energy. We as paranormal investigators experience this all the time. Um, so why wouldn't that be true? Right? Like why wouldn't Mm -hmm. the energy we put off here affect them because they're interacting there. We know they're able to interact with us in some energetic way. Um, so I wanted to see if I could make a ritual that put out this energy that was specifically geared towards connecting with a completely other realm. Um, And I happen to have Fort Knox at my disposal. (laughs) And I don't know if you've been there, but it's pretty freaking huge. (laughs) And I made a sigil in the shape of a pentagram on the top of Fort Knox. The whole top. (laughs) Wow. And we contacted something. We were, both Dana and I were seeing little green creatures. Um, We were talking to something via the DR60 or 600 or whatever that's called. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> that technology, I don't really know about. I think it's 60. Um, I was just looking one up the, the other DR60, day. The DR60, yeah. Yeah, those are pretty cool. Uh, yeah, we were getting a lot of information via that. And then Dana and I did an S's method session um, where I just remember that being pure chaos um, in my headphones. Obviously, that's the only context I have from that moment is in my mm -hmm. headphones. <clears throat> but I just remember thinking that I had three different like beings speaking to each other about us in my headphones. Um, wow. That must have been so surreal. Insane. And then apparently while Dana and I were talking to, or just like doing this S's method session, um, everybody else saw this like crazy, like almost comet, like, flash of light go across the sky twice wow um but with no trail so like not like a comet so <laughs> um we're not totally sure what we were in contact with but um it's been pretty easy to contact them ever since um so i don't know if like I needed to do a ritual that size to get their attention. And now it's pretty easy to get their attention or mm -hmm. if it's just easy to get their attention. Cause there's, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Like maybe there's like a million different species and there's paranormal investigators in all of them and we're their ghosts. Right. Like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's really interesting. That's <laughs> <laughs> wow. Like maybe we're just constantly interacting with other paranormal investigators. <laughs> I mean, that would be kind of fun to think about. And I, you know, it, maybe your ritual was a way of just saying hello and yeah. you can't you can't start a friendship without saying hello. That's true. Yeah. So I, maybe that's what it was. I don't know. But man, that yeah. is really cool. Like the the investigator in me is just like going, I have to know everything about this case, and <laughs> right now I need to investigate this. Yeah. <laughs> it's so cool to hear. I you know. And Keel talks about those places that are like window places, right? Where mm -hmm. it's like you have these certain parts of land that can intersect with potentially multiple dimensions and it kind of felt like that that night like i don't know if we needed my ritual because um what's really interesting about fort knox is that it's made out of granite and mm -hmm. granite is like a supercharger and there's a um paper mill across the water right in front of it so there's this water tributary going alongside that's charging up all this energy all this energy right and then, um, and it's right in, <laughs> hey, round two of the sirens. <laughs> um, and it's like right in Acadia. So it's like Bigfoot territory, mm -hmm. um, lots of Bigfoot stories up there. And just lots of, like, there's lots of limestone around. Like, I don't know. I feel like the places that have high concentration of minerals tend to be these kind of like supercharged areas. And I don't know if that's, you know, we can call it a window area or what, but it might just be like a battery and it might I think just be it, that's an very easy accurate. spot. Yeah. And mm -hmm. Fort Knox definitely feels that way. Um, Rumford, Maine is another battery. That one feels that way. Maybe even more so. I know Rumford, mm -hmm. Maine is like a hot spot for minerals. Um, 
when we did our episode on Maine, we actually talked a lot about Acadia yeah. and Fort Knox and the Native American tribes up there. And the infamous cryptid of the Spectre Moose, I believe it was. Ah, yeah. And so we got, we got our, our toes wet and all of that. So we actually even looked up geological studies for the area as well. So cool. So all of those areas that you're talking about with that granite is very accurate. And it's just one of those things that every time we see a hotbed of paranormal activity come up in our research... We check those geological studies, and there you go. There's the granite. There's the quartz mines. There's all yep. of it right there. It's Boom, very I know. fascinating. It's a thing, right? Mm-hmm. It is. I, ha- I have a friend that grew up with a mineral deposit in his backyard, a huge quartz pocket in his backyard. I'm talking like <sighs> full body size quartz, wow. right? Like huge chunks of quartz. And he used to see UFOs over his house all the time. It's like... You know, I think that mineral charge is like a real thing. I mean, we use crystals Mm -hmm. in all of our technology, right? Like, it's like a thing. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And so Fort Knox being made out of granite, it's like, I think that was just one of those other destiny moments where you're just handed this amazing (laughs) gift. Right. (laughs) And we used it. Well, this I totally should have. Yeah, this feels like I, I'd love to stay on this topic just for a bit because uh, Pagan and I, as we talk more, we go, I think every day we move more from the idea of like physical nuts and bolts UFOs more towards this like the super spectrum idea that there are entities out there either trying to connect from other uh, just really anything other dimensions other fields of energy however you would like to delineate that can can i ask your opinion like what do you feel ufo sightings tend to be if if you have a working idea for the moment it feels like it always changes everything that's the i have like a really i kind of believe everyone Mm -hmm. i um you know was close friends with an experiencer for a long time. And I've seen large round metal balls in her skin moving around under her skin. Oh my Um, gosh. Yeah. And so, you know, as much as I want to just be like, I'm on board. I think it's just like in our minds and in our energy fields Mm -hmm. and we feel it, you know, interdimensionally and with our senses that we don't quite know how to use because we weren't taught. But I do think that there is an actual uh, physical experience people are having um, Mm -hmm. that can't be denied. So I don't know about that. I don't, I watch, I'm like such a horror movie fan and, you know, I've seen all of the abduction movies ever and, uh, you know, I don't necessarily want them to be true. <laughs> right. Not like that. Um, but I have been close friends with an experiencer, and it is just undeniable that um, something really bizarre is going on in, our de- in this plane, like to our bodies even. It feels so, that's just so wild. It, that's so wild. And I love it. I'm sitting yeah. here like jaw dropped. Like, what? What do I even yeah, say <laughs> back to that? Yeah, I mean, if 
if I had permission to tell more of her stories, there's a lot more that are even, that are actually more terrifying than that. Not awesome for her. They're kind of, no, they're kind of, they're kind of terrifying. Um, but I can't, so I, I, you know, I just, I can't not believe in that nuts and bolts. I mean, I think that they're, I just don't, I think it's super rare. I mean, I don't think that it's Mm -hmm. happening like all over the place, but, um, I think, you know, we're, you know, seeing the UFOs like in our other sensory perceptions more often than not. But I do actually uh, also believe. I there's no reason. Molder style. No, no reason <laughs> not style to. All the way. <laughs> yeah, all these things can coexist together. As far as you know, my my yeah. absorption of it, right? Like I, yeah. mm-hmm. if they are coming into yep. our field in any way, why can't they be more so or or different or yeah. already here? Um, it just it just blows my mind, and I I love that your talk about actually connecting um, through that ritual. I have not seen that episode, but that oh, it's a good one. It, it is probably tonight's pre bed <laughs> watch. Nice. Like that's, it might be two episodes. Even Fun better. fact that I don't think you'll ever that I don't think that is in that made it in the episode, but my tarot deck was taken. <gasps> really? <laughs> yep. Something stole your taken. tarot deck. Wow. Yep. So when we were packing up, I have this big box mm-hmm. and it's got all these like symbols all over it that I channeled in like a trance. Mm-hmm. And um, I was putting everything from the ritual back in the box that I saved, like, you know, like my cauldron and I had um, wooden like um, chimes and, mm-hmm. you know, like the things that I wasn't that weren't cast aside. I was putting them all back in the box and I had my tarot in this satchel that was dangling on my arm and it was driving me crazy because it kept like sliding down my arm when I was putting stuff away. So I remember that specifically because I, you know, when you're annoyed, like your senses are heightened and it's easier to remember being annoyed. And so I remember being annoyed at my tarot cards. And so I put them in the box um, so that they wouldn't bother me anymore and they didn't come home in the box. Whoa. Um, That's crazy. That's so awesome. <laughs> I know. Maybe awesome they Awesome and sad. It was my and first awesome and sad, ever. yes. Oh, <laughs> you know, it, it may be but something okay. that was so curious about your tarot that it's like, you know, these are annoying her, but I love them. I love them. So yeah. thank you for the gift. Yeah, even though okay. you didn't actually give it to me. Yeah, a little souvenir <laughs> yeah. on the yeah. way out. <gasps> Yeah. Oh my goodness. The, that was the sacrifice of the evening. <laughs> so we have talked about some of these amazing cases you've worked on. Do you have a favorite or at least even a top three? Yeah, I have a, so many favorites. Um, I think if you, so my journey with Haunt Me and the Greater Rumford Community Center is one of my favorite journeys I took with them. Um, there's many episodes. I think there might even be like five episodes filmed at the greater rumford community center but we went there many more times than that we hosted public investigations there and we just went there privately um and so we had a really intimate i had the most intimate relationship with that location that i've ever had well up until the past few years um with a specific location you know Mm -hmm. and it's really it gets really you know you can get really scientific when you go back over and over and over again because you can experiment a little bit more Mm -hmm. um, and learn from your results and do things different, you know? Test subject style. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) And that's kind of what we did with it. And by the end, um, 
we concluded that I was, everyone was, by the end, everyone saw these black, like tar black, like dark, dark, dripping creatures, like almost like spawn. That's always Mm -hmm. how I kind of described Mm -hmm. it, like in like look, um, down on all fours and they'd climb the walls, um, of the GRCC and they weren't. They were afraid of us at first, but they stopped being afraid of us. Uh, apparently, people started getting scratched, um, which I witnessed once. Um, but I never got scratched. I never got scratched. I never. Well, I probably almost had a bad experience with these. But we were actually investigating with um, Billy, the mm-hmm. African idol, and mm-hmm. um, the the creature that was like walking towards Dana and I wouldn't go beyond Billy. Um, which was also obviously interesting. Um, Fascinating. It's very interesting. <laughs> yes, of course. Especially when they find out that he's a protector, and it's like, ah, yes, he has been. <laughs> um, but so you know, people were having really like negative connotations of these creatures, right? Like they look like something out of your nightmares. Um, at first, I was the only one that could see them, and then everybody finally saw them by the end, and. Mm-hmm. They creepy, they crawly, but then we found out that they're actually spirits from the Androscoggin River. Oh, and wow. They've been degraded over time because of the rivers um, so polluted. Mm-hmm. And they asked us to clean the river. Wow. And that was the coolest. <laughs> um, I've never felt like I've ever had like a real conclusion with a spirit, like, like, a, we got that message, you know? Mm-hmm. Understood. Heard. I'm on it. Thank you. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I would go ahead and presume at that point that you guys obviously did something to try to clean the river. Yep. And I continue to have a relationship with the river. Um, I continue to... Well, I actually just finished out a year-long ritual. I have a best friend that uh, that she and I are on the same, like like magical timeline. Mm-hmm. Um, and we actually just completed a ritual that was started at the Androscoggin river a year ago. Um, but yeah, I continue to love and have a relationship with that river. I don't clean it as much as I should, but luckily it's not as polluted as it once was. It was the 12th most polluted river oh. in the country. And now it is oh, like wow. 50th. Wow. So I know it's crazy, right? Well, maybe, maybe, I mean, um, it sounds, so, yeah, it sounds like you're it doing sounds like the right thing. It sounds like you guys thing. made a difference, though. That's the amazing part. I think so. Part. I think so. So, you know, obviously, like, that's probably my top, like, favorite. Um, but I have so many others, like, I mean, honestly, I formed, like, this really silly relationship with Simon, the doll in the, <laughs> the Newkirk's Museum. That's one of my favorite stories. <laughs> Um, he took it a little too far. Like, I think he started to think that we were like a couple, but, um, oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. it's still, it, it was like fun for a minute. Cause it's just kind of fun when, I don't know when anyone wants to be your friend, right? Whether uh-huh. it's a ghost or a haunted doll or a person, it's always fun when someone wants to be your friend. So I thought, you know, my, I, I would investigate, I wear a fanny pack a lot and I would investigate with him like in the fanny pack <laughs> and it was, that was fun. <laughs> that is so, amazing. Yeah. That's like, 
just like, you know, I love having a good time. <laughs> so that is one of my favorite relationships for sure. Um, but there's just like, there's so many just little great moments. Um, I was in Atlanta visiting a friend and she, she doesn't live right in Atlanta. She lives outside of Atlanta mm-hmm. and it was the middle of the night. And, um, we went out into her yard to smoke a bong and <laughs> yeah, and, um, she has kids. So, you know, we go outside, sure. there's no smoke, no smoke inside. And it's like nice, you know, Georgia, it's like nice. And we're in her backyard and it's foggy and my eyes are taking a long time to adjust to the fog. And I can't tell that it's foggy, but I can tell that I see something. So, you know, paranormal Katie kicks in and I, I start walking down her driveway with my arms reached out and I'm like, what is that? And I'm like, her husband's out there, like, you know, like packing the bowl. And he's just like, you're crazy. And I'm like, no, like, you guys don't see this. Like, I see something like I see it. And, you know, she's like, she finally sees it. And she's like, no, I see it too. And then it dawns on me, like, my hands are wet. I'm like, it's fog. Okay, so cool. But, you know, I talked about like tuning in into that moment. And in that moment where we're both trying to figure out like what we're seeing, even though we're just seeing fog, we're tuning in, right? Like we're mm-hmm. tapping in and we're trying to figure out what's going on around us. Mm-hmm. And then um, we hear what sounds like coyotes. In my experience, um, Bigfoot also sounds like coyotes. So I jokingly said to her, oh, it's Bigfoot, you know. Obviously, I just think it's coyotes. Uh-huh. It's like more often than not coyotes than Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. But it happens again, and it does this weird, like, warble. And I and I have actually experienced a very same warble in a Bigfoot investigation after calling on Bigfoot. So I was like what no way so i get some rocks and i start clacking some rocks and then the rocks clack back we're like oh my fucking god wow <laughs> yeah, no, we're like she's like this is my house <laughs> we're like losing our minds oh my so then all of a sudden i you know we're like heightened alert and we see something i see something in her woods and i'm like is that a deer like what is that we hear like the cracking of branches and we're like, oh my God, what is that? And then I see it run across her driveway and then go down this down on the other side. And I was like, oh, <laughs> like, we're like freaking out. And Dana does that like Tia, Tia, Momo, yeah. That's not like the full thing, but that's that like Bigfoot call that she was taught. Uh-huh. And so I started doing that and I don't do it right. I'm missing, I know I'm missing a <laughs> syllable. I never remember it right, but I, it didn't matter because it, like me doing that call, I think is what got it to the point where I could like see whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And I saw it run across. So then I'm like, okay. It's gone. I was like, but we need to leave it like a, an offering. We need to show her that we're friends. Like, cause she was worried. She's like, this is my house. I don't want any like hostile fucking cryptids mm-hmm. <laughs> right. in my yard. And I was like, that's a good point. So, you know, let, I was like, let's leave it like an offering and let's like show it that we're buddies. So, um, she, you know, she's a mom and she's got fruit snacks and I was like, Oh, mm-hmm. that's perfect. They you know, they love that. Like candy, like, uh-huh. uh, I, you know, we, I've always done like Swedish fish or something like that. Right. Like they like that, like candy. So I was like, that's perfect. 
And then I was thinking like, we need something shiny to get its attention. Mm -hmm. And we open up the fruit snacks and the inside of the packages are shiny. So I was like, ah, this is perfect. So, you know, I'm like, whether, you know, she, you know, she lives in kind of the woods. There's like definitely deer, there's definitely animals. So we're not losing our minds to the fact that it still could be an animal Mm -hmm. in the fog that I just couldn't see. Um, Mm -hmm. So we leave it, these snacks. And then in the morning I leave and I have to, I get it. I have an, I'm on an early flight and I leave and I, we don't check the snacks when I'm there, but she starts sending me pictures while I'm at the airport. And there's a mushroom circle <gasps> where we left the snacks. <laughs> Whoa. Um, <laughs> wow. Okay. So are they like growing mushrooms or picked mushrooms? They were growing. Oh my gosh. That's so cool. In a circle. Yes. So that was really cool because, you know, I got to apply some Bigfoot knowledge passed down from all kinds of people with Mm -hmm. like, you know, the, the like, hello phrase or whatever and the clacking. And I tried to do the scream. I can't do the scream. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But it seemed like whatever, even if it was an animal, it liked it, you know, whatever mm-hmm. I was communicating with liked it. Um, but then also we have to think about the fae a little bit, right? Like when you mm-hmm. leave the fae a gift, don't they leave you a circle of mushrooms? Like yes. why is big, why is Bigfoot leaving me a circle of mushrooms? Maybe Bigfoot's fae. Hey, maybe it's all connected. <laughs> Bingo. Isn't that what it is? Like we, you, yeah. I, we've seen this so much just in ourselves and I, just I don't know hell you're open that that gateway in our minds and I hey it led us all three into a call here today I'll say that much because I know right without hell you're none of this would have been happening we wouldn't be podcasting we would never have seen phenomena con we would have never met Katie we it mm-hmm. so yep. much can happen I took I've been taking something away from all of this from you talking today from everything that's happened since that live stream intention has really been coming to my mind and and you talked about it but you you showed such good intention in that communication i think that's so important like i don't know what sort of doorways we can just open by presenting ourselves in that way that was so smart of you in the moment to like to leave the snacks to do all of that it's what else can i add i'm blown away there's something i have learned it is offerings are your best friend Mm -hmm. i think I think offerings are very misconstrued in the paranormal community. Like uh, you're giving something, you know, to a devil and it's going to now have a piece of your soul or something. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. That's absolutely not it at all. You're like meeting that, you know, whatever being at the door being like, I come in peace, like here, mm-hmm. have some food. Look, I'm going to eat it too. Yeah. Like. I mean, just bringing like apples or strawberries to an investigation and eating some of them and leaving the rest for the spirits is just like such mm-hmm. a gentle, loving gesture um, that just promotes love. Um, we see that a lot in paganism as well. So, right? I, if there's no reason why those kind of, I guess, tenets of paganism wouldn't transfer over into the paranormal because the yes. occult and the paranormal are so closely tied together. Yes. That, you know, and I, I loved how you guys used fruit snacks with Big Yeah. Fight. I, <laughs> I've always heard, like, leave honey for him. Leave honey or meat. Um, yep. But leaving fruit snacks, that's interesting because that's not something that Bigfoot would have access to. So that's kind of cool. It's a and nifty little it, treat for Bigfoot. 
it went over really well. Whether, I mean, again, it definitely could have been animals. Mm-hmm. Whatever it was took the, the packaging also. She had no trash left over. Oh, wow. It was just the circle of mushrooms. Um, so I would say so. tangential question, I guess. Do you think that because you're so open to these things and so you're putting out such good energy into this space that was that do you think that encounter was spawned by that? Like, I guess I guess what I'm getting at is that's it's rare to find Bigfoot on the best of days, you know, you're going out on investigation. How did that happen? Because that does not feel like any kind of coincidence that you happen to be there when a Bigfoot, let's say, let's go with that, is trying to communicate. Mm -hmm. That's seems like something spurred that on in some way. Maybe. I don't know. I never thought about it, honestly. Um, (laughs) It just, yeah, it just happened. Um, uh, you know, it's not my first encounter with whatever this creature is. And we're calling mm-hmm. it Bigfoot today um, because it came after using traditional Bigfoot techniques. And mm-hmm. in my previous encounter, my only other previous Bigfoot encounter, where we did the same techniques to summon one, um, we used the DR-60 to try to communicate with it once it was on the outskirts of the forest. And I started asking it if it was this, like, star creature. I started asking it if it had been to Andromeda, if it had been to the Pleiades. I was asking it all these questions, and it was saying yes, yes, to all of them. And so, you know, maybe this is a spirit that shows up as Bigfoot. And so when people see it, sometimes they say that it's Bigfoot. Um, Maybe there is some kind of you know, skunk ape that people are seeing in the swamps that also looks like Bigfoot. Maybe maybe there's a race of beings that look like Bigfoot also, but they're different. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like there's so many possibilities. You know, I'm going to steal a line from John Tenney and what you think is weird is weirder than you think, you know? Uh-huh. I, I think that when we limit our minds and when we just, when we think we know the answers, we're just getting, we're just learning. It, the mm-hmm. learning is just beginning. Um, so whatever that being is, I've encountered it before with the same techniques. Um, so maybe we already had a trust um, built. Um that fits. Yeah, I mean, maybe and um, yeah, maybe they can't they are with me too. Maybe they come. Maybe it's me. <laughs> maybe Katie Webb is known in the Bigfoot world or Bigfoot communities or realm or oh whatever. Oh my gosh. That well, you're famous there. They got your tarot cards too. Like they're starting a whole like collection of, of Katie Webb stuff. They love me there. They <laughs> love are my you. people. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, we, we love you too. I, I want to like kind of start to wrap this up because we don't want to hold yeah. you all night, although we could. We could. Every <laughs> one of these stories could be like a four hour minimum like endeavor. Uh, you just have dropped such good knowledge on us today. <laughs> um, 
But as we're kind of moving towards the end of this, as we're moving into October here, we're moving into the spooky season. Exactly. Halloween month. I love it. (laughs) Love it. Do you have any traditions that you adhere to either as a practicing witch, uh, as just a person who likes to celebrate holidays? What, What would you like to drop on us and our listeners here? I have a Halloween ritual that I do every single year, sadly, except for this one, um, with my son and his dad. Um, he and his dad, his dad and I aren't together and we haven't been since he was two, but we always get together, um, in the West end of Portland and we go trick or treating together. The West end here puts on the best trick or treating. It's like out of the movie, Hocus Pocus. It starts with a parade. The parade is like people on stilts looking really creepy, big giant skulls and drumming. And it's like really, really gets up the energy. It feels like a ritual that all of Portland is part of. And it's all these kids and they're, and it's just, it's absolute chaos. Like, so we go down a street and then we turn a corner and then all the kids just run off to the houses. And there's houses that throw like Halloween dance parties and there's haunted houses and people are out sitting on their steps in costume. And it's just, I'm an adult and I want to (laughs) go. It's so fun. Like I, my friends come, I mean, it's like a whole thing and we do it every single year. Of course, not this year. Um, but it is the ritual (laughs) and it is so fun. And you know, we go all out, we get dressed the past five years, um, after trick or treating, I've gone on to DJ a dance party. So that's oh, become wow. a, that's also become oh. a ritual. Um, I'm again not doing that this year. <laughs> um, but this year, my friends and I, you know, it's a blue moon, so we're mm-hmm. all gonna meet. We're all gonna meet at the beach. Hey. And we're gonna howl at the moon. So a ritual will happen. Um, but honestly, that like it it depends. Like right now, I am in a magic lull. I am, I finished a year long ritual and I am in a state of, um, settling, Mm -hmm, I guess. mm -hmm. And I am not doing any magic right now. Um, I, I, you know, I've done all the magic for this ritual and now it's doing its thing and I am just living. So I won't be doing, um, anything more than just meeting my friends and howling at the moon this October, but, um, you know, when when the time calls, a new ritual will begin. <laughs> well, there you go. That's <laughs> seriously. I, I'd say you taught us in 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 passing that that uh, really what it's what you make of it. It's the intention behind it. It can be as small of a 100%. ritual as you want, right? If it's you and your friends at the beach, that's that's super genuine. That is super you guys doing what you love. So, mm-hmm. blessing that upon is so that. Amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. We're going to still get dressed up. Costumes will still be had. Heck yeah. Well, do you have a plan? Oh, am I allowed to ask? I don't want to spoil it, but do you have a plan of so a costume? I'm not, total- I'm not totally sure what I'm doing this year. Originally, I wanted to be Teddy from Bob's Burgers, but because <laughs> he's kind of my spirit animal, if that's like, you know, if I was going to say that. Um, but he just kind of looks like a normal dude um, if I don't have other Bob's Burgers characters around me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was last year I was Danny DeVito from Matilda and oh, wow. two of my 
Yeah, it was really good. And two of my other friends were Danny DeVito. One was Penguin Danny DeVito, and the other was Danny DeVito from Twins. And so all together, we were like this really great Danny DeVito posse. But me, on my own, I just looked like I was a regular, like, guy. (laughs) Because he just, like, he's in a bright-colored suit, but otherwise <laughs> I look yeah. like a regular guy. So mm-hmm. I learned my lesson <laughs> there <laughs> where I'm not going to do Teddy. He's too, just like a regular guy. So then I was thinking my other faves is like the ice King from adventure time. Oh, I thought yeah. that thought that guy might be warm. So that might be good. Cause the beach will be cold. <clears throat> but then I also got thinking about cartoon Lydia Dietz. Okay. Oh. Did you ever watch the cartoon Beetlejuice? I, yes. Not she has that like great like red spiderweb cape that she wears. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of thought that I would like to have that in my life. Um, but I'm not sure. I don't have a Beetlejuice. It would it would just be, and this would also be my second time being Lydia Dietz. I've been Tim Burton Lydia Dietz already. <laughs> oh, nice. So. I don't know. Um, I think it's going to be Ice King. <laughs> ice. Long, long story short, I think it's Ice King. <laughs> hey, that's what you got to do. You got to you got to try every it feels like a, a tradition in its own to try and find the group that wants to go and do a yeah. group costume. Uh, uh, I miss my kid used to always do like a partner costume with me. And now oh. he's 11. So obviously way too cool. Yep. for that. Yep. Mom, no, so, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, it's OK. Mine doesn't even like to trick or treat anymore, which makes me sad. And he's oh, that is sad. <laughs> yeah, he's that's 16. A- he wants to stay home and play video games, which I can't fault him for. So, right. I know I didn't. Yeah. 16 was probably the age I stopped to. Yeah, I agree. It's a sad time, but... It is a sad time. It's And I'm the nerd that kept trick-or-treating until I was 22, so... (laughs) Nice! I don't think that's nerdy. It's good for you. You're following your thing. Now look at all of us. We're just celebrating it all year round, in a way. We're keeping it alive in our hearts. I've adapted the year-round practice now. (laughs) 100%. (laughs) Well, um, Katie, do you want to tell everyone out there how they can support you? Because you have some amazing things going on on your site that you might want to tease. Yeah, um, I am in the process. So I've got two decks that you can buy. I have an Oracle deck that um, sort of kind of tries to expand that intuition of yours. Um, And then I've got a flip book deck, which is pretty fun because I like paper toys and you just kind of use it like the old school flip books, but it's an Oracle deck. Um, and then you can buy a Tarot 101 class from me and get a Dropbox folder full of videos um, that talk about the tarot and little like worksheets I made and stuff. Um, that'll be adding to eventually. Heck yes. Mm-hmm. And as a guy who one, has one access to that, it's it's <laughs> awesome and it's well worth it. I, uh, cool. I've let you be my teacher for, for tarot in that way. And I, I really appreciate it. That, that Oracle deck is super cool too. If anyone out there is looking for something to pick up, it is awesome. You did. Mm-hmm. Did you do that photography yourself? Was that? I did. Yeah. Cause it's all what, just, what do you want to call it? Nature scenes or scapes? So you had some concrete like bricks in there too, right? Mm-hmm. It was a little bit of everything. Pretty much. Just, it's kind of like inspired by the magic eye you know it's kind of inspired by like the whole unfocusing your eyes to focus and find a new picture 
Um, mm-hmm. So there's lots of like pattern, like natural patterns. So like mm-hmm. branches and like you said, bricks. Um, and there's then there's just like some like, you know, pictures of different haunted places that I was with that I was having one of those like sensations and I took a picture. And so some of those are in there too. So any paranormal people will like it cause there's like haunted photos in there. <laughs> That's awesome. um, but yeah, the whole idea is to like, I don't know. I have, you know, I have spirits that I go and I meet with on the regular and I use tarot to communicate with them. Um, I'm also clear audience so I can like hear them most of the time. Um, and that was doing really well for a long time, but I got to a place where it felt like it wasn't enough anymore. And it felt like they were communicating with me through like the trees and through like the ground that I was sitting on. Cause it's, it's in a cemetery where I go and I talk to them. So it's just like outside. Um, and I felt like that's how they were started to communicate with me. And so it really got me on this tear of like, using everything that I possibly could as divination. So it started with like a rainstorm. I think it rained that night and I went outside and I just like sat there looking at the sidewalk and the sidewalk here is all brick and, but it was pouring and it was just like gushing down. I live at a really, the top of a really steep hill and it was just gushing down this hill and I was just staring at the rain. And, you know, I did the whole thing where I let my eyes kind of unfocus And then I just kind of like started asking questions and getting answers. And I was like, oh, yeah, you can use anything as divination. (laughs) That is so cool. So cool. I cannot wait to buy your Oracle deck. And it's going to be awesome. Yay! Have it influence my own tarot readings. Nice. Yes. They're perfect, like accompaniment to tarot, like how you would use any other Oracle deck. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. They're fun. I love it. And for those out there listening, you're going to have uh, links in the description. So go over mm-hmm. there and grab that. But it is what? Gorganized.me is the website. Yep. And yep. then <laughs> you're over on Twitter at Gorgon underscore Katie. So make sure to yep. go follow mm-hmm. there as well. You got a nice link tree set up. So that'll make it very easy for people yes. to find you. Um, I, I'm all over the place. You are. I have a million websites, so they're all linked up. Bless little link tree. Right? Bless little link tree. Indeed. I have yeah. like 50, so I totally <laughs> right? like get you. Ah, such a genius invention. Really was. I thought we could kind of <laughs> leave people with uh, one of the quotes I took from, from that weekend, where okay. it's just really, really touching to our time. I thought because you were talking towards racism, which I mentioned a bit earlier, and, and the, the comment I got out of the quote was, why would a higher being want to connect with us if we can't connect with each other? I, I don't know. That just touched me because really with everything that's still going on in our world, everything we're, we're mm. you know, <clears throat> making our way through, I thought that was really something the paranormal community could take to heart. Why would something bigger Absolutely. than us want to talk if we can't even get along? Right. Some food for thought. For people. Absolutely. So, Katie, thank you so much for joining us today. Yes, this has been Yay. lovely. Ooh. We would also love to invite you back anytime to talk about really anytime. anything of high strangeness or anything that's going on in your world. It's just you dropped so much knowledge on us. We're going to have to go <laughs> decompress afterwards. So <laughs> it's true. <laughs> thank you for your time. 
Thank well, you. good. I'm glad. Thank, <laughs> Thank you, you for those so insights. For me. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And if you guys out there listening, like we said, if you want to go follow Katie and we highly, highly suggest you do go check out the description below. We'll have all those links hit up her Twitter everywhere you can find her and go sub- go get some of those classes. I love the Tarot 101 and the deck is amazing. So go check that out as well. Thank you to everyone listening and we will have to catch up with Katie Webb again very, very soon. Thank you all. Good night, everybody.